So for a lot of kids, it was really fun to actually have the doctor pop up on a screen. And a lot of them were as comfortable as can be in their hoodies and, and Ugg boots and sometimes sitting up at the breakfast table or, you know, sitting on the couch, often with a pet, you know, being cuddled. Hi, I'm Rocky Ruperto, a lawyer at Avant. You have just heard from Bridget Clancy, an ear, nose and throat and head and neck surgeon from Victoria. We have been getting lots of questions from you, our members, about many of the issues surrounding telehealth and so welcome you to this podcast series where we try to respond to some of these issues. For discussion today, telehealth and kids. Eliciting information from children is a challenge at the best of times, but this is amplified when the consultation is done virtually. Our consistent advice is that video is by far the best format to conduct a telehealth consultation, and it's particularly helpful when talking with a child. It's important to impress upon the parent that you will need to see the child during the consultation. So if you have a practice that has a cohort of children as patients, one piece of advice is to think about what works with those patients in normal practice and try and adapt that to the virtual world, as Bridget Clancy described. About 50% of our patients are children. And so we had put a lot of things in place to make our practice as as family-friendly, as child-friendly as possible. And for little kids, a lot of that is about the, the visual impression when they first come into the practice. So we have had a great little play space and um, uh, all sorts of wonderful things that kids enjoy when they first work into the practice so that they know, okay, this is a safe place for me. This is, kids are welcome here. So in a virtual space, adapting that could involve engaging with the child could be asking them to show you a toy or something they made at school. Remember that children like to keep moving, so are unlikely to keep still sitting beside their parent throughout the entire consultation. One of those toys you have available is the actual device the consultation is taking place over, as Bridget went on to describe. I also know that all little kids like a um, touch screen and a smartphone. You know, it's one of their great treats to be able to play with mum or dad's phone during a consultation. What I think we're starting to realise is that although there are disadvantages with telehealth, there are also some untapped advantages. So I found that virtually kids were really comfortable. They had their people around them. They they were in their own home environment and they were often quite thrilled about what was happening. So there's been some really surprising elements to COVID where I felt that it could disrupt the the relationship or the trust that a child has in the doctor, but it's been quite the opposite and unexpected. I also spoke with Dr Penny Brown, Avant's Chief Medical Officer and a practising GP. Penny mentioned the fact that the camera is on the parent and there is only incidental observation of the child is tricky. In a face-to-face consultation, this is obviously different. One of the areas I really struggle is with little children um, because often the, the history is given by the parent and when they're in your room, you don't actually totally realise but all the while that the parent is giving you that history, you're watching that child. Is that child looking sick? Are they running around? Are they happy? Are they anxious? You know, what? where are they at? Without actually asking them anything. So the camera's usually on the parent or the phones on you know, with the parent and you've got no idea what's going on with that child. And you are very reliant on how well the parent or the patient, but particularly when it's a child, is at describing what the situation is. Let's hear from one more doctor, 
John North, an orthopaedic surgeon in Queensland. He recounts one of his cases. I can usually encourage the patient to do certain movements on the TV, as it were, but they don't always understand it. We have some little tricks for kids. Give me a high five. Give me the other way. So we'll get ways of pulling them into the clinical examination that we probably hadn't used in the past. Kids come on board pretty well. Sometimes uh, older adults don't do quite so well, but it's easy to involve them. And I really rely on nurse practitioners in the communities or outlying towns and the resident in Mount Isa itself. Yeah, I mean, I have three principles, which is to talk to the patient, which really means listen to the patient as well, touch the patient, which I can't do on telehealth, and then think about the patient. You know, the three T's are really important in all orthopedics, I believe. Although I can't touch them, I can say, let Dr. Jack examine those fingers. So Dr. Jack might be my resident or Susie might be the nurse practitioner and they can examine them fairly easily. So there's a real teamwork approach to that particular individual. Parents can see that, individuals can see that very easily. So to recap, when working with children, the use of video is imperative and visualising the child is essential. Think about the ways that work for you when building a rapport with children in the face-to-face -face environment and how you might be able to adapt that for the virtual world. I hope this short podcast has been helpful. Please share this episode with a colleague you think may benefit from hearing from fellow members. We have several in the series and also many other telehealth resources on Advanced Telehealth landing page. Thanks for joining us.